What's going on, guys? Welcome back. It's 10 Minutes of Modern here on Anchor. Chat with you daily about the best game in the world, Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Ben Bateman, talking modern with you every day. I'm half of the Collected.Company podcast, The Masters of Modern, and as such, this is the official anchor station of that podcast. Here to talk to you guys a little bit about the Modern Weekend update. We had the MTGO standings from the regional PTQ posted uh, this morning, and there's some pretty interesting stuff on there. So the top eight uh, all qualified for the Pro Tour because there were enough people playing, and the eight records with a record of 7-1 or better are the ones that we're going to talk about here. So I will mention a couple others. There's a lot of information. I recommend going to check it out on Wizards' website to see kind of what's out there. But the winning deck was a Boggles deck, uh, or at least the highest rated deck. I don't actually think that the top eight played. I think they all just drew in because eight of them were going to make it, but if they did and I missed it, I'm not really talking about the game plan. I'm just talking about the deck list. So the highest rated list on here was, in fact, a list that was a Boggles list. Um, Noggles, as Alex likes to call it, but not actually Noggles. 19 land, kind of standard, what you'd expect. A uh, couple of copies of Path, just a bunch of sweet auras to go with your Glade Cover Scouts, your Spirit Dancers, and your Slippery Bogles. Um, it's just kind of what this deck does. You know, it's playing a cartouche of, sol- of Solidarity. It's playing a copy of Triclopian Sight. Um, you know, your your Rancors, your Unflinching Courages. Four, three Leyland of Sanctity in the main deck, which is interesting. But uh, this is just a, a list that's similar to old lists. We just haven't seen it pop up in a little while. And, you know, every once in a while, somebody breaks through with Boggles because they feel like it's particularly well positioned. Second place is a Merfolk deck. Uh, and this is the Mono Blue variety. Um... This is a little more along the lines of what we've seen for a long time. This plays zero interaction, plays other than a single copy of Cryptic Command and four Spreading Seas. But there are no removal spells, and there are certainly no uh, counter spells aside from the one Cryptic. Uh, 20 land, including you know the single Oboro. We've seen that before. 31 creatures and four Aether Vials. The creature suite is kind of what we've come to expect. The three copies of Phantasmal Image in this list are definitely interesting, and the single copy of Sigur River Cutthroat makes me quite happy because people know I love that card. Um, otherwise, though, four of Master of Waves, so it's going heavy on Master of Waves. It's a good card. It's good to get in the format. Um, in third place, the third best record we had here was one of the one of these uh, Jeskai decks. It's playing two Geist, one Restoration Angel, four Snap, four Spell Queller, one Vendillion Click. Unfortunately, the deck that I think was breaking through with Geist as a major pillar of it is beginning to cede uh, spots to just four of Spell Quellers in every deck. It really starts to feel like this is more of a four Snapcaster, four Spell Queller deck, less than a three or four Geist deck that's maybe playing some of the other cards. Um, four Serum Visions, you know, a bunch of interesting instants, just stuff, all the stuff you'd expect. Three Cryptic Command, so on and so forth. One of Engineered Explosives in the main deck. Um, good deck, cool stuff, you know, not that special, doesn't stand out that much. The most interesting deck in this top eight is definitely this fourth place deck, which is a Marty deck, similar to the deck that I played over the weekend. It's just a little bit less um, tokeny. This one is playing two Swift Spear, four Young Pyromancer, and four Bedlam Reveler. Reveler obviously being very good, as well as a single copy of Blood Moon in the main deck. Good spells in Mardu, so your Lingering Souls, Inquisitions, Thought Seizes, Faithless Lootings, Kologon's Command, so on and so forth. Um, kind of a good stuff deck, makes a lot of tokens, definitely sweet. The Four Bedlam Reveler definitely stands out as interesting here. You have a two copy of Search for Azkanta deck that is, it's another, this is another Jeskai control deck. This one playing no copies of Geist, four Spell Queller, two V Click, and four Snapcaster Mage. The suite of good spells and the two search for Azkanta, which is definitely something that Patrick Chapin has been championing. It's really quite good. Um, next up on the list after this, you have a copy of Storm, um, Gift Storm, which is pretty much a standard list. There's nothing in here that jumps out at me as being, 
unique. Uh, even the sideboard is pretty. I guess I guess four copies of pieces of the puzzle uh, for card advantage, but uh, that's kind of what it's doing. The next deck on the list is a, an elves deck, um, which is a cool deck for sure. This is interesting. It's it's mono green except for the single copy of Vizier of Remedies. It's playing to combo with its four devoted druids in the main. You don't have a lot of ways to use the infinite mana in here. It does play a single Westville Abbey in the main deck, um, you know. But I mean, your your four Court of Callings and definitely your four Azuris are your infinite mana sink, and otherwise it's just a straightforward mono green elves deck. But it is cool to see them employing the devoted druid tech and last but not least uh the the last deck in the top eight is the straight up boros aggro decks that we've seen showing up here not playing any copies of Tarkus command does play a single copy uh in the sideboard of stomping grounds to make room for its destructive reveries in the sideboard those are the top eight decks from this tournament that's what's broken through uh stay tuned for part two guys i am going to break down some of the more interesting uh, things i noticed about this top eight as well as a few decks in the top 32 thanks for listening it's 10 minutes of modern here on anchor what's going on guys welcome back it's 10 minutes of modern here with the quick monday update talking to you guys about some of the cool things we noticed over the weekend in the online regional ptq um the top eight all qualified for the pro tour part one of this we covered those decks in the top eight far and away the most interesting deck in that top eight was the mardu deck that i talked about at length already um, it's a cool deck. It's nice to see it break through. 20 land. It's becoming more and more and more of a commonality in modern to play 20 land, 19, 20, 21 land. You don't see anywhere near as many decks anymore playing the 23, 24, and 25 land lists. It's just, you just get, you get sandbagged with so many lands that it's better, it seems, that most decks want to be playing, you know, mana creatures, accelerants, cantrips, and things like that. And you see, I think the average number of lands in a modern competitive deck at this point is probably like 20. So, uh, beyond the decks I mentioned, uh, you, you break down into the second half of the, these results, and you look at the six twos, and you have, you know, stuff that we noticed. So there's, there's affinity decks showing up in here. There's a handful of copies of five color humans. That's a, that's a real deck people are going to keep playing. More burn. Um, definitely on my radar is one of the cooler decks that I noticed is there were two copies in the top 16 of different versions of Jeskai, uh, Je- not Jeskai Sahili, but Jeskai Kikijiki decks. So one of them was uh, piloted to a 6-2 finish by Krabba <laughs> Kurtoni. Um, and this list plays three Deceiver Exarchs, three Pestermites, and two Kikijikis in the main deck. Um, it's playing a V-Click, a Torrential Gear Hulk, three Snapcasters, you know, the suite of good uh, Jeskai spells, you know, three Cryptics, right? Like two Dispels, two Ops, four Man, two Spreading Seas. It's kind of just playing Jeskai Control, except with enough creatures with ETB abilities that Kikijiki is good. Um, you can win with Kikijiki, and then every other creature in the deck combos nicely with it, which is why you play two copies of it. There was that copy, and then there was another copy of a similar deck doing something just a few slots down. Like, I want to say that was, like, something like 13th, 12th place, something like that. And then right on the back end, like 16th or 17th, you had another copy. This one playing four Deceivers, two Pestermites, and two Kikis with a Karanos in the main deck, plus four snaps of E-Click, and then, you know, a suite of your your standard uh, good spells. This one playing two copies of Roast in the main deck. 
uh, the latter playing 23 land, and I believe the former playing 22. So even in these decks that, that you know, want to be hitting their land drops, 22, 23 is the most you're getting. You're not seeing any 24, 25 lands, even though these do feel effectively like their control decks. So, you know, that's definitely something different. There was a copy of Dredge. There was definitely a copy of, um, uh, what's it called? Uh you know, blue-white control, there was all kinds of stuff at the top. I mean, it's modern. You're going to see all kinds of good decks. But those were definitely the bright spots for me. I, I do think of all the decks that I just mentioned, the reason that I bring up these Kiki-Jiki combo decks is that for the longest time, people have, they had moved away from trying to play Kiki-Jiki as the, as the finisher, as the game-winning card in these decks. You know, as, since the banning of Splinter Twin, it feels like that strategy has really fallen by the wayside. But I don't really see why at this point you would play a really, really effective Jeskai deck that's playing, you know, good beatdown creatures and lots and lots of control and not just make room for a 2-1 beater for three that also can just outright win if you play it with Kiki-Jiki. Um, if you're going to play card advantage and you're going to play tempo and you're going to counter your, your opponent's stuff and remove their creatures, it, I think it behooves you to just have the combo in the deck. And I realize that it's playing more, you know, a high redundancy of three and now five drops to make it work, and that's not really what modern's about. But I don't know that that really matters. I mean, if two copies finished six-two in a very competitive metagame like this, I think that that's definitely something we should be paying attention to. Um, now, there are obviously going to be things that stand out here that don't make the most sense, like Boggles, for instance, winning the whole tournament, or having the best win percentage in the tournament is certainly not something that you can expect if you invest in boggles you're going to have a winning record all the time that's just a metagame choice but some of these things like we've been seeing a lot of these decks pop up these jeskai decks well jeskai with combo seems like it's a real thing you can do um so anyway guys those were my thoughts uh, like i said check out that mardu list it was played by burrito 92 very cool list very interesting i love the one of main deck blood moon such a miser card um, but otherwise, guys, thanks for listening to the station. Uh, thanks for you know uh, talking magic with me every day, and we'll keep sharing the sharing the, the good the good the good word about MTG here. Listen to the podcast this week. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.